from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Hello, everyone, and as always, I hope you're doing well. Thanks for tuning in. And I wanted to thank my listeners in Germany. I very much appreciate your support. And this is episode number 151, Psychology. Reality doesn't give a damn about your feelings. I've been doing some actual old school research. This is where I've taken the time to actually interview quite a few people. And the only criteria, the only cutoff point was their age. Because I wanted to get insight into the thoughts on this subject of people within a certain age demographic. So no one could be over 35. That was it. As far as anything else is concerned, I wanted it to be as diverse as possible. And so, of course, there were men and women and all different races, all different backgrounds. Some of them were students. Some of them were just working folks. And I must have done mm, probably somewhere, I think it was like 40-some people. And when you have interviewed um, over 40-some people and you correlate the data, um, it can be very insightful. Now, granted, this is a limited sample. It's not like it was 400 or 4,000 or 40,000. But even so, it's what my time and resources were allowed. And uh, I don't think 40 is too bad. So, based on that, what I was looking for were certain correlations and attitudes. And I had a series of about 10 questions. And what I noticed, there was a, an unmistakable pattern. And I'm going to get to that shortly. Normally, <clears throat> some of the people that I were talking to um, who were kind enough to participate um, were just, you know, minimally um, involved in and engaging 
On the other hand, probably I would say at least a good third of those people really went in depth with what they were saying. I mean, um, I didn't, of course, I couldn't spend hours with each person. Um, I basically wanted to, you know, wrap things up within, say, within 20 minutes or so. Um, maybe some of them were a little bit longer, some a little shorter, but figure average about 20 minutes. And, um, wow, there was, I, I knew, for instance, um, based on various other sources of information that I had, I, I suspected that this was an attitude that was fairly, you know, prevalent, but I had no idea how prevalent this was. And this is, at least as far as I'm concerned, this is something so incredible. as It's just unbelievable. Because if you have, you know, groups of people for instance, a mass group of people. And say in one uh, given generation, if you had the same series of questions that were asked, you know, and then you could see and observe or listen to the responses, but through a time lapse of different eras of different generations, let's say, um, you'd be amazed. This stuff that I'm going to tell you is really amazing. For an example, if you would have asked adults in the same age demographic whether or not in say you did this in the 1940s, if they actually believed in Santa Claus, um, you would have gotten, besides just utter looks of disbelief, you know, probably more commonly, uh, especially from, from men or perhaps women as well, but you've gotten certainly gotten the look that what what are you are you fucking crazy or something to the outright statement you know of are you fucking crazy because people then um, spoke their mind meant what they said often said what they were thinking because well amongst other things they didn't have. Um, so much of a problem with the word police and everything that we currently do. They didn't have woke, for instance. So, yeah, if you thought if something was, you know, an idiotic question, you would bounce it back, say, to the person. 
and say, well, well is, is there something, is there something fucking wrong with you? Or are you, are you, are you nuts or is this a joke or what? That's typically the kind of, I would be willing to wager. That's the kind of response you would get. And I don't have any problem with that because I'm one of the few people, relative few people, that believe people, other people, should be able to speak their mind any damn way they wish. Um, now, <clears throat> I was simply using that as an example. I'm not saying that that is the question that I asked but I'm just using that as an example, because what if um, you asked that question today, and the vast majority of the time, you might get a little snigger or a laugh, and, uh, you know, something that's supposed to be funny or cutesy, perhaps, you know, especially maybe from women. And say, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, sure, I believe in Santa Claus, because it's supposed to be cutesy or funny. Um, I don't find it either. But that's me. I'm a hard-ass realist guy. And uh, so, yeah. So, but that's what I mean as an as example of um, of the kind of shocking um, change that's taken place because <clears throat> without going into um, which time won't permit right now but uh, without going into let's say the 10 questions um, the most what I'll do is in putting this simply together um, there was one prevailing uh, thought or attitude. Maybe it's a thought and an attitude put together um, that I just thought was so stupid. I mean, I mean fucking mind-bogglingly stupid that um, I had, I wanted to share it with you. Now, I bear in mind, um, I may ruffle a few feathers here because that's, um, you know, I'm not here to be calm and complacent, um, you know, and uh, absolutely bore you to tears. So we just kind of lay it out there. Anyway, what this is, was the prevailing thought and attitude that reality, whatever reality is, is what you think it is. That, that's it. That was the cumulative answer. And again, it didn't matter their socioeconomic status. If some of them appeared to, you know, have money, some didn't. Or, again, they were in, in college, in school, um, all walks of life, different folks. But 
I mean, by a huge margin, talking about at least, it was at least 80% of the people that were responding, they actually believed, and I, I made certain that um, I was very clear with the question. And <clears throat> regardless, um, the answer was basically, uh, no, you, you know, uh, reality is relative. And, you know, for instance, when I used an example of saying, you know, Einstein's theory of relativity um, is that also subjective and not objectively true. And I got the same answer. They said, well, you know, the whole relativity, I mean, that's what, you know, he was a scientist and that's what Einstein thought was true. But I don't necessarily think it's true. And so, <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not kidding. This is what they actually said. And it didn't matter um, what I was talking about at all the subject that that wasn't important what the thrust was was how it is vitally important um for an individual to be an individual and to think as an individual and that means an individual's tr uh, uh, truth uh, outweighs anything else Now, uh, as, as just utterly unbelievable as that is, what, 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 do you, what do you do with a society that is composed of people who believe this? Because the implications for this are all very, very terrifying. When we, when there is no more we, the only we collectively is that, again, it reverts back in a circular manner to what is collectively apparently believed is that the we is that there's no real we. It's trumped. Everything is, you know, superseded by your belief system. So, um, you, you can't have anything objectifying, you know, like true. You can't have any sort of real social cohesion when everybody is so fractured and they're especially fractured if they don't understand the difference between subjective truth an objective truth. And that's what I encountered. And
And if that doesn't scare the hell out of you, I don't know what would. Because you simply can't have anything which is um, objectively true to work on and organizing a society. I mean, that is that is one of one of if if not the most uh, prominent uh, ingredient necessary foundation for any society. I mean, if you wanted to look, if you were going, if you're going to process the world this way, then the people wouldn't even go to court. Let's say you had someone who was drunk driving a car and ran into some people and they weren't hurt, but they killed, you know, several people in the other car. And then imagine this in a courtroom with those rules. Imagine this being in this, this new, this courtroom. And I'm not saying that that is the case, but I'm talking about the prevailing attitude that um, anything would go. So there is no, for instance, there would be no real guilt because although all these facts, which they don't want to discuss, which are part of reality, the reality that they were drunk, the reality that they were driving a car when they shouldn't have been driving a car, and the reality that they killed several other people in the other car. Nope. Out the fucking window. Because they could argue, well, that's your perception, you know. And so when truth is simply based on your perception of truth and feelings, you're, you're in big trouble. Not only are you in big trouble as an individual, but of course, society being composed of individuals, but if there is no common denominator of reality, you know, this is just loose cannons of people walking around, interacting with reality in the world. And each and every one of them thinking something different. It's, you know, it's almost, I would say, in a sense, it's almost uh, analogous to the, uh, the story from the Christian Bible uh, where the famous uh, Tower of Babel um, was being constructed and God got angry and changed all their language so they couldn't communicate so they couldn't no longer you know build the tower so um regardless of how much validity um you give that story 
it still illustrates the point. Is that just like with any project, you know, building a house or a tower, as a metaphor, it works great because if you don't have people that are communicating on the same wavelength, um, you're in big trouble. So, in that sense, the Tower of Babel metaphor, it, it works it works great. But um, the uh, I, I was just so, and I don't know how you feel. You know, I'm I'm hoping you will let me know how you feel. <laughs> I, I did I did do the research, so you can leave a comment, drop me a line, or what have you. But um, the next correlation, these were, and and these, by the way, out of out of the various factors, these two were almost. Uh, neck and neck as far as how they were processing the world what they thought and so uh number one uh reality is what you think it is and the second one was that feelings should trump anything else so um yeah, um, people have a lot of feelings about a lot of things. But what I would argue, and I think anyone who thinks would argue, um, I'm not certainly not saying that feelings are not important because they are. Um... Otherwise, you know, we don't want to start walking around acting like androids. Um, it is certainly, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't believe even if you wanted to, you, you could not remove feelings from the human equation. As a matter of fact, it's a damn good thing we don't. And that's something we don't, good or bad, they are necessary. But on the other hand, when you start talking in terms of not only <clears throat> your reality is just as valid as anything else, then, in addition to that, when you add to that, that how you feel based on that, you know, potentially erroneous information, how you feel in turn is perhaps just as important or even more important than the misinformation that you already may be peddling not only to yourself, but to others. Again, this is a really bad state to be in. No good will come from this.
Now, bear this in mind. I talked to, this was only, again, a small sample, you know, scientifically not, not uh, scientifically uh, significant. Just, you know, we'll, we will admittedly put this into the anecdotal evidence ring because I feel that that is objectively where it should be. But I believe that it is um, it is it is a very strong indicator, nonetheless. And that's something that you can toss around because, and you know, for all I know, for you know, you may be thinking you, your reaction. You may think you may be thinking what? They said what? <laughs> they thought what? Well, that's just crazy. Yeah, that that's the point. It, it's it's crazy. But in addition, not only is it crazy, but you see, it's not a harmless crazy. It's, it's, it's not the case that it's a harmless crazy. There are things which you can believe that are subjective, and but whatever you believe has no real impact with reality or the rest of the world. You may, for instance, believe in your heart of hearts that you absolutely not only love vanilla ice cream, but that's all you want to eat is vanilla ice cream. That vanilla ice cream is the best ice cream in the world. Don't need any other. And for that matter, maybe you believe in all these other flavors. We don't need those either. Well, it's okay for you to believe that in so much that the other flavors of ice cream are not going to go away. And regardless, you can have this clearly subjective opinion, but it is not going to harm others. It's not going to hurt the world. But that's not what we're talking about here, folks. When you have people who are in very important positions in life and the subjects and their subjective realities and the things they believe uh, regardless of how off they are how ludicrous or crazy it may be um, very often these are things that impact our lives the lives of society. So in that respect, we're not talking about someone with a, you know, pretty harmless opinion about their idea of, of ice cream. You know, if you have people that want to base their reality on, let's say, um, God, well, 
we already have a whole lot of historical um, information, lots of information. Um, if we just, just as an example, look at the history of the Catholic Church, that's quite a bit of history, and we know the details, and we know what happened to people at the height of their power. Um, they're not, uh, they gave that up some time ago. They're not, you know, burning too many people at the stake or, or torturing them uh, to death. Um, you know, just the, the, some of the most insidious and horrible forms of uh, torture you can imagine um, involved coming from religion and at the height of its power. And uh, that's a perfect example. So, thankfully, um, we're not calling people heretics and we're not burning them at the stake and uh, all the other horrible punishments for being a, a devil or a witch. But my point is, is that although we're not doing that, it is that kind of thinking that is extremely prevalent that affects other things in life. And those things, even if they may even appear to be quite subtle by comparison, the whole woke thing is another perfect example of that. And um, you end up with some pretty damn dysfunctional and ugly things in your society. And then those things, in turn, can even lead to far worse things. We just haven't quite gotten to that point yet. <clears throat> so, the, uh, the fact is that truth and reality, it doesn't give a damn about your opinion, <coughs> and it doesn't give a damn about your feelings. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care I'm out of here <laughs>